0: Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's going to a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, and we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. So thankful that you guys are here again. First podcast of 2022, we're excited. Uh, we had a great year last year in 2021 with the podcast. We were able to help so many people, and you guys have helped me too. You know, we're so grateful for... Uh, the interaction that we can have, uh, and the uh, the family base that we've built here, uh, and when the scriptures become real, and we hope that we can keep growing, and we can keep developing. Also, before we move on, uh, if you could like the the new Facebook page, just look up the name of the podcast. Uh, when the scriptures become real, and there we can we can message there, uh, we can study there. You'll see upcoming podcast, you'll see polls, you see other things on that on that Facebook page. So continue to uh, like that page and share that page. And also you can share on YouTube, and then watch the podcast um, there. But then you can also find it anywhere you can get your podcast as well. All right. So this year 2022, we're going to start it off by talking about the topic. There's no one like you. There is no one like you. You know, this year, it's important moving forward from last year uh, to begin knowing just a little bit more about yourself. And as we learn more about ourselves in 2022, it's it's important to understand that there's no one else in the world like you. There's there's no one else like you. But it's so easy for you to be devalued, it's so easy for you to look down on yourself. It's so easy for you to not think that you're this or not think that you're that or, or, you know, not think that you can be this, it's so easy to get to that mindset. And then next thing you know, kind of year after year after year, you know, nothing changes, because we've always had the same mindset. And so this year, as we study, I think it's very important for all of us um, to understand that there really is no one like us. There's there's no one there. And so, did you know that you're you're a one of one? Someone might have your first name, someone might have your last name, someone might have your first and last name, but regardless, you're a one of one and you're rare. And so it's important to understand that. And so, what we're gonna do today, talking about this topic, there's no one like you, we're gonna go through some concepts and we're gonna go through some through some things in scripture. Uh, to help us to understand a little bit more about our value and about who we are, all right? And so as we move forward here, here's kind of three components we're gonna look at. And I'm excited to look at this because I think this is a great way um, to start off the year in 2022. All right, so we're gonna look at three things that we can know to understand that there's no one like you, all right? So from this point on, we're gonna look at three things that I can know and you can know to understand that there's no one like you so number one, what can I know? what can I know? number one, you can know the value of yourself. We have to start from the from the ground, right you can know the value of yourself many times remember as we talked about even in our introduction in our podcast, we talk about where we learn right where we study and where we grow Many times we can improve and many times we can't grow as a person because we don't even know our own value so how can you know you think about and i'm getting more into investing and getting more into stocks and 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 certain things financially and so the thing financially is if you got stock in and say apple what if apple didn't know its own value if it didn't know its value it couldn't go down but it also couldn't go up so with that money sitting there if it didn't know how much it was worth it wouldn't know if it was down and wouldn't know if it had to go up either so it's the same thing with us we have value but all of our lives because of what other people have said because of the situations that we've been put in because of the circumstances around us when other people don't think that you have value then you're going to stay stuck in that in that middle space and you won't grow But you won't necessarily digress either. You'll just kind of stay in the same spot. And so we have to be able to improve and grow. And the only way that we can do that is we need to understand that we have value. So how can we understand that we can have value? So number one, don't underestimate your impact. Don't underestimate your impact. So when you think about this, look at First Samuel eighteen, and this is this is great. This is one of the uh, an unsung hero I believe in Scripture, First Samuel eighteen, and we've got we've got Jonathan and we've got David, but I want you to notice this verse number uh verse number two. Actually, let's start in verse one just to get the context. And it came to pass when he made an end of speaking unto Saul that the son of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. So now understand the understand the context here. Did Saul at the time, did Saul love David? No. So Saul didn't love him, and by he being king, the nation didn't love him either. But notice, who's the one person, even in Saul's household, the one person that loved David as himself? Jonathan. Now let's keep going, verse 2. And Saul took him that day, and would and would let him go no more to his father's house, and Jonathan and David made a covenant because David loved him, or because he loved him as his own soul. So think about think about David's and Jonathan's um, predicament here. So you have a family where the father hates David, the nation hates David. But the son of the king loves David. So think about the impact that Jonathan's love had for David. Your father hates me. Therefore, since your father hates me, then the nation hates me. I have no one here. But notice the impact that Jonathan had on him. See, sometimes we think in people's lives that our impact is so small because maybe we don't get recognition for it. You know, maybe we don't get praise for it. Maybe we don't get pats on the back or phone calls or texts or appreciation. Maybe we don't get that. And so because we don't get what the world views as, quote unquote, appreciation, when we don't get that, then we in turn look at ourselves and then we say, well, I guess. And then we make a big assumption, right? Well, I guess I'm not appreciated. But think about the appreciation that that David had for Jonathan. You don't have to do this. This is this is hard. Your family hates me, but you still care. See, sometimes we can underestimate the impact that we have on somebody. Think about the impact that that had on David. Everybody in this nation hates me but one person. But one person. And is it possible that, yes, David had God, 100%, but is it possible that because Jonathan Love David, that that gave David strength to keep going. It's possible, right? So when we think about this, sometimes what happens is we base our value off of the minority rather than, than the majority. We base our value off of the um, minority rather than, than the majority. Well, what does that mean? Well, let's say we got a, a basket of apples. And let's say we got 20 apples in that in that basket and 18 of those are just beautiful. They're ripe. They taste good. They look good. They're beautiful. 18 of them, but then two of them are rotten. So when you walk past that basket, you don't I mean, just naturally, you don't look at the good ones, do you? You automatically look at the two that stand out among the 18. And that's what we do with people with our value. Okay, I understand that these 18 care, but we focus so much on why don't those two care though? Why do those two not care? Why do those two not see my value? Why do those two not appreciate? Why do see we focus on the minority rather than the majority? So then we spend so much time on the rotten apples that the good ones are sitting there appreciating us and sometimes There's so many people there that appreciate us that we almost devalue them because we're so focused on YouTube. See, don't underestimate the impact that you have on people. And we can't base, and here's something that we can't do as well. We can't base our value off of one or two apples that don't see it. And trust me, that is 100% easy to do. You know, we spend so much time in our lives trying to maybe prove ourselves, uh, maybe do all these things. And because so many people appreciate us within through our journey, maybe one doesn't, maybe two don't, maybe three don't, maybe four don't, whatever, whatever the number is, we focus so much and our value is based off of them. Why don't they, why? I don't understand. But again, think about this. We can't focus on the minority. We got to focus on the majority. So I want you to I want to read this thing that I saw yesterday. It said your impact on people is bigger than you think. Again, remember the, the apple basket. There's more good ones than bad ones. But because the bad ones stand out so much, I focus on that. And then those two or that one makes me devalue myself because you don't see my value. Your impact on people is way bigger than you think. The the book says or the quote says someone still laughs when they think of something funny that you said. Someone still smiles when they think about the compliment you gave them. Someone still silently admires you. The advice that you gave, and let's say scriptural advice or whatever advice that you gave in someone's life, it gave them support, the support and love that you offer to someone made somebody's day. Your opinion, and let's say scriptural opinion, there, has made someone think twice about their life. Now notice this, it goes on to say, you are not insignificant, and you are not forgotten. So many times we can let those those bad apples. Make us feel insignificant and make us feel forgotten, and so we base our value off of the off of the minority of people that don't see our value and again, this is one hundred percent easy to do it's It's incredibly easy to do and the end of the quote said, You're amazing, and you're important to this world and to people, whether you see it or you don't and so think about this for a second when we talk about don't underestimate your impact if you don't believe that you're important just stop doing stop doing things for people the things that they see that you're doing for them and the things that you don't things that they don't see that you're doing for them just stop just don't do it anymore don't the the places that they expect you to be and that they expect you to lead and they expect you don't show up then you'll see the impact that you have you have an impact where you are and and yeah maybe someone doesn't see it maybe maybe others don't see the impact but i guarantee if someone doesn't see the value that you have or the impact that you have it doesn't mean that 15 other people don't see it you know i i i have to say this uh, i got a text last night from um one of the youth parents here. And uh I'm sitting there and I'm kind of thinking about this podcast for today and um the youth parent has a daughter and she said that last night in her prayers she prayed for me last night. And I was like, "Man, that's 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 great. You know, that that's amazing." Because that's something that I don't think about at all. That's something that I don't it's not even in my psyche. But again, when you hear stuff like that, it shows you that your impact is bigger than what you think. So what if you just stopped because you had a bad day, because you had a blue Monday, because one person or two people or four people or five people don't see your impact, that you quit because those five don't see it? So if you quit because one person doesn't see it, you're going to let down more people because you're trying to satisfy that one. Don't underestimate your impact. Then number two, how can we or, you know, how can we value ourselves? Take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, we spend so much of our lives kind of dropping everything for everyone else. But sometimes you need some time for yourself and you don't need to explain where you are sometimes and sometimes you don't need to explain what you're doing. Sometimes you just need time to get your mind right. Sometimes you need time to to get yourself right. You know, you need time to do that so you can serve others in a great capacity. So I think about this. Look at Matthew 14. Look at Matthew 14 with me. This is a a great text here. And I never saw this until today. I was like, man, man, how did I never see this? Right. So in, in Matthew 14. So think about the context here. So Jesus just lost his cousin, someone that he cared about deeply. He just lost John. Then right after he loses John, look at verse number uh, uh, 14 of Matthew 14. And when Jesus went forth and when he saw the great multitude, now remember who's grieving right now, Jesus. So when Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, he was moved with compassion towards them and he healed their sick so even when jesus was hurting what was jesus still doing he was still serving but then notice what else he's doing now after this is done watch verse 22 and straightway jesus constrained his disciples to go to a ship and go before him to the other side when he sent the multitudes away and when he sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. So how do you value yourself? Not only do you value yourself by not under, underestimating the impact that you have on people around you, but then number two, you value yourself by taking time for yourself. Think about Jesus. Jesus just, just lost his cousin. Jesus is grieving, but then he still helps people. So imagine who's helping him. Who's helping him? See, sometimes this is a part of kind of looking around you, because when you when you look around you, think about this. Jesus is always doing stuff for everybody else, but who is there for him? So sometimes Jesus had to go by himself and notice what he said. He told the disciples to get in a boat and go a little bit far. You guys go over there. You guys go over there. I need to go here. And so notice Jesus went to the mountain and he just prayed there. Sometimes you need to take time to yourself and whether that's prayer, whether that's just being by yourself, just take some time to recharge, take some time to recharge because that's a part of valuing yourself is making sure that yourself, that you are right mentally, physically, spiritually in some cases, or spiritually, financially in some cases, so that you can be the person that you need to be to help other people. Sometimes you need to take some time and you need to step back. Just step back for a little bit. Then number three, what's another concept here? This kind of goes a little bit with point one, but we're going to look at example of Jesus here. But when we talk about knowing the value of yourself understand this and we're going to look at uh, biblical examples here people will show if they value you or not people will show you if they value you or not so let's use jesus as as an example and we're going to use two examples so if you're taking notes uh, we're going to use two examples with this so let's use jesus for a second So we'll use Judas and we'll use Peter. So did Judas betray Jesus? Absolutely. Did Peter betray Jesus? Absolutely. But think about this. You got two people that did the same thing to Jesus, the same thing, both betrayed him. But as they both betrayed him, what was the difference between the two? See, what Judas and Peter did They both hurt Jesus, but at the end, they both showed Jesus how they valued or how they valued him. So this is what I mean by that. So Peter betrays Jesus. But then after Peter betrayed Jesus, how did Peter show how uh, valuable Jesus was to him? The Bible says that he went out and he wept bitterly. So Peter showed some repentance. And then later on to the ones that were there with Jesus at the tomb, Jesus told them, go tell Peter. I still want him here. So Peter valued the relationship that he had with Christ, even though he betrayed him. So how did he show his value or how did he show that Jesus was valuable to him? He repented. And he got his relationship back right with him. But Judas betrayed Jesus, right? But after Judas betrayed Jesus, what did Judas do? Judas killed himself. So now think about this for a second. When we think about Judas, Peter valued Jesus because Peter loved Jesus, even though he hurt him. Judas valued Jesus when it was only beneficial for him. Let me say that again. Judas only valued Jesus only when it was beneficial for him. So look at this for a second. This is crazy. Look at, um. let's look at Mark's account of it, actually. Uh, look at Mark chapter, make sure I have the right text here. Look at Mark. Chapter, um, it might be 15. Let me make sure I have the right text here. No, I'm a little bit farther. Um, I believe it's chapter 14. I was one chapter before. Man, Mark, uh, Mark 14. And let's notice. Oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, Mark 14. And so, okay. So remember, Jesus was arrested. But again, I want you to notice what the text says here. Uh, Yes, Mark 14, verse number uh, 10. So when Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, he went to the chief priests to betray him unto them. (laughs) This is crazy. Okay, so let's read that slowly again. Judas Iscariot, uh, Mark 14, 10. Judas, one of the 12. Of the chief priests went to betray him, talking about Jesus, unto them. So what Judas was, Judas was an opportunist. So Judas took what Jesus had until it stopped benefiting him or until he wanted more. So then guess who the new, new kid on the block was? The chief priests. So then judas being the selfish person he was judas said what can you give me so that i can give up him so i can get what you got this sounds like diabolical but it's so easy for us to do that today too what can you give me that they don't give what can you give me that he doesn't give what can you give me that she doesn't give? Oh, you can provide. Okay, cool. I will betray him for them. You see how easy that is? You see how that's just one verse. And then look at verse 11. And when they heard this, they were glad. And they promised to give him money. And then he sought. But notice, notice, this is why I use Mark's account. And he sought how he might conveniently betray him. So notice what Judas did. Judas, the way that he did this was kind of slick in his eyes, but Jesus knew. Because remember at the Passover, Jesus looked at him. And sometimes sometimes when people know, they can just look at you. Whatever you're going to do, just hurry up and do it. Whatever, just hurry up and do it, because Jesus said, whatever you do, do it quickly. Because remember, in the background, what was Judas doing? He was trying to find ways to conveniently, that worked for him, to conveniently betray Jesus. And Jesus wasn't playing that. Jesus said, whatever you're going to do, just hurry up. Just do it. So think about this. Jesus knew his value. But Jesus also knew what I'm here for. And that's why he told him, he said, if you're going to do it, go on and go. And the Bible says that Satan entered into him and he left. Jesus, even though he was being betrayed, still knew his value. So going into 2022, you have to know your value. Don't underestimate the impact that you have on people. You might not hear it all the time. You might not get texts all the time. You might not have conversations all the time. You might, you might be focused so much on the people that don't appreciate you that you're, looking, that you're overlooking the people that do. Don't underestimate your impact. Two, take time to yourself, Matthew 14, like Jesus did. Take some time to yourself. Go pray. Go on your own. Do what you have to. Just go on your own. And then number three, as we looked at this with Jesus' example through Judas and Peter, as you go through this process, you'll be shown by the fruits of what people do. You'll be shown if they value you or not. Now, before we move forward, this does not mean that you just assume something based off one action. This, because that's not fair. That's why, when we talk about growing and developing, that's why communication is important. So you see one action, but then you don't communicate the action. Then you assume the action. Then well, they don't value. So that's not fair. Either. You can't. That's not fair. Judas actually had a conversation with, 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 uh, with Jesus. What was that conversation? Let me betray you with a kiss. This is the right one. That's enough for me. <laughs> that's enough conversation. Peter had a conversation after he betrayed Jesus, but he looked at him and he repented. So we can't just base things off of assumptions and then just run with it. That's not, that's not what I'm saying here. So when we're going, we talk about People will show you if they value you. I'm not saying that you just look at people's actions. Well, that's cool. Again, there's, there's conversation that goes into that. All right. So you can't just assume based off of certain things either. So again, that's why maturity is important in this aspect. I just want to mention that before we move forward. All right. So number one. So there's no one like you. How do I know that? You have to value yourself. Valuing yourself is extremely important. And we saw three examples just from this one point, how Jesus valued himself, even if others didn't value him. All right. So then number two, before we move forward again, uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real. And then you can support the podcast. Uh, We would love you guys to support the podcast will continue to be free. But if you want to support, that'll be a great thing. And we're so excited Uh, for the three supporters that we have. And hopefully, Lord willing, we will have more uh, moving forward into 2022. All right. So remember, there's no one like you. Remember, guys, there's no one in this world like you are. There's no one. And so as we look about, as we think about this, there's no one like you. Let's go to the second point. So what else can I know? Not only can I know my value, and you can know your value. But number two, Understand that we need to know the value of others. So we focused on us, but now let's focus on others. So this seems very easy, doesn't it? Like when you say it, like knowing the value of others, but sometimes it's very hard to live. Um, And as we look at scripture and as as I looked at and studied at certain principles, I think this is hard to live sometimes because we value others. Based on how they treat us. We value others based on how they treat us. Instead of how Christ valued us. So look at look at John 15. John 15 and uh, let's look at verse number 12. John chapter 15 and let's look at verse 12. Actually, let's begin in verse 11. So now l- notice what Jesus says. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that you might be full. So Jesus is telling us this not because uh, it's fun. It's easy. It's always the easy road. He's telling us this so that our, his joy might remain in us and so that we might be full. There's always a purpose of why Jesus says something. It's always a purpose. So now he gives an example. Verse 12. This is my commandment in order so that your joy, that my joy can remain in you and so that you might be full. Here's one example. Verse 12. That you love one another as I have loved you. So when you think about as, it's always a comparison. So if, you know, if I throw something, you know, at, at someone's face i wouldn't do that but let's say i threw a basketball at someone's face so when i threw that ball at his face it was as red as an apple so the redness of an apple compares to the redness of that person's face so now jesus is saying here love one another as i did it so what did jesus do to love he sacrificed he left heaven he was betrayed he was hurt he did all these things because he loved us. So if Jesus went through all that, what happens? So what do you do when you feel betrayed? Do you just do you just? Well, okay, that that's how you feel? That's how you want to play this? Okay, cool. I won't talk to you either. I won't hang out with you either. Matter of fact, the same the same thing that you did to me, I'll do it to you. Okay, that's all right. Again, it's again, and if you're already competitive, it's, a, it's so easy just to get into that mode where it's like, all right, game on. That's how you want to play it. I can play too. I can play too if you want to play. It's easy to get into that moment. It, it's so easy. But Jesus said, don't do that. Love as I have loved you. Then again, another example, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. Again, what was his action that he gave? So now this, this goes to a, another question here as we continue to study. So we looked at John 15, 12. We looked at John three sixteen about how Jesus loves. So we looked at that as example. But the question becomes, why, why don't we value others? Why? Why don't we value others? Well, number one, I, b- I believe it goes back to the fact that we value them based off of how they treat us. But then as we look at this a little bit more and as we dig a little bit more, we're so focused on making sure that the other party doesn't quote unquote win. So your value is based off of how you treat me. So if you do me wrong, I will find a way to prove to you that you can't beat me that way. You can't treat me that way. I want you to feel it. We don't want others to feel like they can betray us and get away with it. We don't feel like others can hurt us and get away with it. We don't feel like others can can throw us to the side and get away with it. We don't want to be somebody's rag doll. We don't want someone to treat us. Essentially, we don't want someone to treat us like Jesus did. And so in order for that to happen, when when all these things happen, it's game on. See what we do is, I okay okay. Before I'm going ahead of myself. We got to look at this verse. Look at look at Luke six, look at Luke chapter six. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, but again, remember what did Jesus say? In order for for joy to remain in us, the joy that He has, so we can be full, it never says to treat somebody else like that. So if somebody did you bogus, you do them bogus. Again. It feels good to do that, but it's not the right thing to do. So now let's look at this. Look at Luke 6, beginning verse 35. Love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And notice, here's the phrase I want to look at. For your reward shall be great. So if you're taking notes, circle that little phrase there. For your reward shall be great. This is crazy as we, as we study this together. So what did we just talk about? We don't value others because we value them based off of how they treat us. But then also we don't value others because when we get done dirty or we get done bogus, we don't want them to win. We don't want them to feel like they can do whatever they want to us and just get away with it. and Just ride off in the sunset like nothing happened. So notice when we do that, we look for the reward and payback. And we look for the reward and vengeance. Sometimes we can get into this mode where when you're done wrong, when you feel like you're done wrong, I want you to feel exactly how it felt when you did that to me. I want you to I want you to cry the same tears that I cry. I want you to feel the same darkness I felt. I want you to feel everything. Matter of fact, I want you to feel it magnified. So what did Jesus just say in Luke 6? He says, if you do what I say, your reward shall be great, but we don't value others because we're looking to get our own reward. And what is our reward? The satisfaction that you fell, the satisfaction that I got my payback, the satisfaction that I got that you didn't get away with it. That's my reward. If you fight for that, you already got your reward here. But Jesus said, if you want your reward to be great, when someone does these things to you don't retaliate don't do them the way they did you you keep doing good to them and you don't do good to them to be well look I can still do good when you do me wrong no you literally do it because it's the right thing to do you keep sacrificing for them you keep teaching them you keep praying for them you keep being them for you keep being there for them you keep doing exactly what I told you to do even if they talk about you, you keep doing exactly what I want you to do. See, but here's the danger of looking for a reward for yourself. Here's here's the here's the danger of that of that competitive let's go. I want you to feel everything that I felt. I want you to feel it. The way I want you to feel everything. Look at Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24, verses 17 and 18. This is why. We shouldn't seek for our own rewards, but we should just have a great reward that Christ can give. Proverbs 24, beginning in verse 17. Rejoice not when your enemy falls. And let not your heart be glad when he stumbles. Stop right there. And this doesn't have to be anything serious. It can be or it can't be, but you can relate whether it's serious or not. Have you had an instance where maybe on a TV show, or whether even in person, where you see something and someone does somebody wrong and the same way that they did somebody wrong, maybe weeks, months or years later, someone else does them the exact same way they did the original person? And when that happens, what does that original person normally feel? Yeah, yeah, now you see it. Yeah, now you feel it. Yeah, now you know what it felt like years ago when you did so-and-so to me. Now you, yeah. Oh, now oh, now you want to be nice? Oh, now you want to have, ah, now. So has that ever happened to you? How does that make you feel when that happens? Sometimes you feel a little bit of vindication. Sometimes you feel, um, it actually feels good sometimes. But notice, we got to always check ourselves. Rejoice not when your enemy falls. And don't let your heart be glad when he stumbles. Why? Verse 18. Lest the Lord sees it. And it displeases him. And he will turn his wrath away from him. (laughs) And where's that wrath probably going to come on? Going to come on you. Because that's not the way the Lord wants us to operate with other people. Am I saying this is easy? No, 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 no. But is it the right thing to do? Yes, it is. And what this is, in terms of valuing other people, what this is, this is a constant power struggle. And it's a power struggle to either, do I want to be satisfied to see them fall? Or do I want to keep doing the right thing? and let the Lord handle it. Love has to conquer in our hearts. It has to. Think about our example we just used in the first point. You had two people that were the closest to Jesus, or not the closest, but that that were close to him, and both of them betrayed him. So do you think when Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss, if Judas would have been sincerely, sincerely, if he would have sincerely repented, do you think that Jesus would have would have forgiven Judas? He forgave Peter. How come he couldn't forgive Judas? So again, Jesus showed us that when things like this happen, you're either going to let yourself be the reward and your self-vindication be the reward, or you're either going to let God reward you. Look at it you remember look at 1 Corinthians 13 quickly. 1 Corinthians 13 um, yeah verse number 1. And so he says though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity I'm nothing. He says I'm become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity I am nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to the poor and give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. So what is Paul giving us here? Again, he's talking about the gifts here. But again, the, the main principle is love always has to conquer, even over yourself, when you're done wrong, when you feel hurt when you feel betrayed, Jesus was, but what still conquered over him. Jesus's anger didn't Jesus's vindication towards people. Didn't Jesus's wrath and self-satisfaction of watching them fall. Didn't Jesus love still conquered over him. And as a, you know, the more and more you look at this and study agape love and the love that Jesus had, and you compare your love to him. That's why we compare ourselves to Jesus and not to each other, because the more and more you compare yourself to Jesus, at least me personally, I'm just like, man, I'm just not there, you know, especially when it comes to the, the the competition of things Like it's so easy, (coughs) excuse me, to make everything a competition. But one thing that was never meant to be a competitive sport was love. Love is never meant to be a competitive sport. But don't we make it that, though? Oh, you do me wrong? Okay, cool. I can play that, too. Oh, you won't talk to me? Okay, cool. I can play that, too. Oh, you with the, Okay, cool. I can play that, too. And sometimes we do that so we won't seem. And the reason why we compete in love that way, and it doesn't have to be romantic, but I'm talking about agape. It can be romantic, but agape, we compete that way because I don't want you to see me as the weak party. So in order for me not to seem weak, I'm going to fight you until until I show dominance. See, that's that's what sports are for. That's what business is for. That's what all this other stuff is for. Love is not for that. Love, love is not meant for me to show you that I'm more dominant than you are. Love is not meant for me to show that I'm more dominant than another dude. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play those games. Love is meant to show that it's sacrificial. Now, if someone else was to play that, that's cool, but I'm not, I'm not with that. Jesus is not with that, and we shouldn't be with that because Jesus isn't. So why don't we value others? Because of all these reasons we just talked about, we have to work on our hearts together. So as we look at this, when we talk about there's no one like you, there's no one like you because you can know the value of yourself. Also, there's no one like you Because you need to continue to value others, even if others don't value you. Then number three, as we close, what's the third thing we can realize? The value of your relationship with God. The value of your relationship with God. So remember that quote that we read earlier? It's easy in this life because of one person, two people, a group of people. It's so easy to feel insignificant to feel small, um, to feel like you don't have an impact in other people's lives because apparently you don't have an impact in theirs. Here's something about God when we talk about valuing yourself and valuing God. Think about this before we get there. Think about what the psalmist writer said. The psalmist writer talked about um, what is man that you aren't mindful of him. You know, you think about everything that God has made and he is mindful of us here on earth. It's it's an incredible thought to think about. But when we think about valuing ourselves, we need to value the relationship the relationship that we have with God. See, when we talk about others making you feel insignificant, small, forgotten, like you don't exi- like you don't exist. If no one else, and again everybody's life situation is different and that's important to understand. But if no one else in life wants you, always know that God wants you. If no one else in life wants you, then you know God wants you. Well, how do you know that? Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. And this is why working on your relationship with God is just so important. Because the more you work on the relationship with him, the more he will teach you about who you are. He made you. So who better to teach you about who you are? So Ephesians 3, beginning verse 18. The Bible says, so that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know that the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, so that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without end amen so when you think about verse 18 you know verse 18 actually gives an image of the cross like literally of a cross right what is the what is the length depth breadth and height that makes a cross His love is so strong that it reaches backwards. His love is so strong that it reaches forwards. His love is so strong that it reaches within. His love is so strong that he'll reach forward and upward. Verse 19, the more and more that you know about Christ, the more you'll understand he can still love me despite my past. He can still love me, even if no one else does. He can love me in my future, and he can see the person that I can be and that you can be if we follow him. He can go deep within, and he can change the heart. But then also, ultimately, if we understand those things about the cross and about God, he can lead us to heaven. Unto him, verse 21, be glory by the church. And Romans 16, 16, the churches of Christ salute you. So you think about this. When we think about the relationship with God, the the more that you build it with him, the more you know about yourself. But so many times what we do is we want someone else to, to do that when that's not their job. Their job is to encourage us and help us but it's not their job to be be God for us. Only God can fill that spot. And so when we think about all this today about there's no one like you. There you are a one of one. And as you see your value and the more and more you study about Christ, you know what value brings? No matter what situation you find yourself in, value and understanding your value, it gives you confidence and it gives you assurance because you know who you are. Quickly, I want to use this last example. And this is a secular example, but I believe it it matches what we're talking about here. When we talk about value, and again, I'm gonna talk about this with a with a friend of mine uh pretty soon on the podcast. But when we talk about value, you know, if you think about sports, every player has certain value, some, some are more valuable than others. And so, so many times what happens is an organization looks at a player and says, well, I don't see your value anymore. I'm going to trade you to something else. And so the smart ones don't complain. They don't, they don't go on a tirade on Twitter. Right, they don't get mad. Just because you don't see my value doesn't mean that I don't have it. So you can ship me, I mean, and the smart ones know this you can ship me off to whoever you want to, but in the sports world, you're going to regret it. So do whatever you want to do, but you can ship me off. And the team ship them off and they go somewhere else. And most times, guess what ends up happening? They win a championship and the other team starts losing. See, sometimes we have to know our value. So even if you don't see the value in me, that doesn't matter. Even if you don't see my value, it doesn't mean that I don't have it because you don't see it. And that's why, guys, moving forward this year, It, it it's not an arrogance. It's not a it's not a brash attitude, but it's it's an inner confidence that we all need to develop. And that inner confidence shows us that no matter what happens in this world and no matter who sees our value and who doesn't, I still have it regardless if you see it or not. So don't moving forward, don't let other people's opinion of you degrade your value. What if what if Jesus would have done that? When Jesus said that, I am that I am, when Jesus said, I'm the son of man, and then the Pharisees and the Sadducees says, well, are you God? Are are you this? Are you that? Are you better than Moses? Jesus said, yeah, I I am. Jesus was humble, wasn't he? But Jesus was confident. He knew who he was, and he wasn't going to let the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and at times, he wasn't going to let even his disciples devalue him don't let anybody or anything devalue who you are if you see it that's great i'm glad you can see it i can see yours but if you can't see it doesn't matter i can still see that you have value even though you see i don't there's no one like you so have this have this uh um confidence within you moving forward because what what you'll start doing is you're going to start cowering and and always looking for a compliment and always looking for something else when you're confident I don't need that. You don't need that. You can walk forward because you know who you are in Christ. And that's something that I personally want to do better moving forward that I that I didn't do well last year and I want to do better moving forward in 2022 this way. Have this quiet confidence that only God can give you. No one else can give you that. Only knowing who you are in Christ can do that. And I hope um, you want to do this moving forward in 2022, as we study together, I look forward to doing all this with you guys. Um, Moving forward, we got some great guests, and we have some great things coming for the podcast uh, this year. So I'm looking forward to that. Again, like the Facebook page, going to when the scriptures become real, uh, like that page that there, we can talk, we can chat. I'm online there. Uh, We can, w- you, there'll be polls, you can suggest podcast topics. There's other things there. Uh, And we want to build and grow that as well as we continue to study. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Let's start off this year right. And Lord willing, we will see you guys next week with another podcast. Thanks, guys.